to another huge, with a capital Y, episode of Triggered. Today's going to be a special one. We're sitting down with one of your favorite voices in the media, the great Judge Janine Pirro. Uh, of course, you know her from television, but she also had an amazing legal career. Uh, you know, when, when I got to know her uh, as a kid, you know, she was the Westchester County District Attorney, uh, and that was before, again, she became a cable news star. She has a new book out. Uh, that I'm, I'm actually publishing from Winning Team Publishing uh, because, as you know, if you've been watching Janine for a while, you know she says uh, what she means and she means what she says. She doesn't pull any punches. And let's just say that's not going to fly at the typical leftist publishing houses. So we published Crimes Against America. It's a book that lays out the compelling case against Joe Biden and the destructive Democrat agenda. You'll be able to order your book directly at judgejbook.com. That's Judge J, like the letter book.com. I'll put some more info up on this uh, and you'll get to all of it with Janine in just a second. But first, I want to make sure that you guys like and subscribe and share this episode so it can continue to get the kind of traction that we've been getting, that we can continue to get the message out. No one's helping us do this. You know, big tech's working against the message. They're busy focused on the leftist narrative. Same with mainstream media, same with big social. So it's you that make this show possible. It's you that are getting that message out. It's you that are speaking truth to power, maybe through my voice, but your guys likes the shares. It all matters. So please go ahead and do that. Click that button. It's that simple. And that's how we get it out there with more gusto. Also, I want to make sure to thank our amazing sponsors like Gold Co. You can learn more about that, how to protect and grow your retirement savings at Don Jr. D-O-N-J-R gold.com because guys again i say it every week uh but we see the writing on the wall we see the economic storm we see the bank collapses we see inflation and the rise of interest rates and anyone who's been watching for like the last few hundred years understand that none of those things work out well for people economically and gold silver they can protect your retirement savings and all of your hard work from inflation from dollar devaluation so Owning physical, tangible gold uh, can really do that. So go out there, support the companies who support you instead of supporting the woke companies that hate your guts. Go learn more. It's that simple. I'm not even asking you to do anything other than learn, read about it, understand what we're up against, understand the insane processes that are going through people's minds as they're making decisions that you, your children, and grandchildren will be beholden to for generations. Go to donjuniorgold.com to learn more. And also, you know, guys, we've, we've talked about big tech uh, and the abuses. I want to introduce one of our newer sponsors, Secure Private Data. We all know our privacy is under attack. We see it every day. We see the abuses of power as recently last week with the FBI spying on a quarter of a million people illegally, right? It's no big deal in the media. They don't talk about these things anymore, but it's important and we want you to protect yourself and you certainly can't trust big tech or our government to do it. You see the abuses every day. Secure, spelled a little differently, 
spelled S-E-K-U-R, is a private application offering secure private email, VPN, and instant messaging. Secure's technology allows you to communicate and go online privately without the fear of spying from big tech, your internet service provider, or your email provider, or obviously also hackers. And Secure has its own encryption, meaning your emails, your chat, your web surfing are encrypted at the highest levels and protected by Swiss data laws, some of the most secure in the world. Certainly a lot different than the abuses we've been seeing going on here. And Secure actually supports your values and isn't caving to the woke mob across big tech, okay? Big tech is controlled by the woke mob. They haven't fallen for the nonsense. So go to Don Jr. D-O-N-J-R, secure.com. That's D-O-N-J-R-S-E-K-U-R.com, where you can get a 15% discount off any of their solutions for the next five years. Simple, guys. Go to Don Jr. S-E-K-U-R.com and take back your privacy. Now, guys, on to the main event with everyone's favorite judge, Judge Janine Pirro. Janine has written a new book, Crimes Against America. Now, I happen to know the publisher because I published it uh, with, with a good friend because there's so many people out there trying to censor the conservative voice, trying to dummy that down, trying to prevent it from getting out there. And, you know, I've known Janine for a long time, a longtime friend of the family, and she's not one to easily be silenced. So, Janine, first off, what made you decide to write another book and what will readers learn from crimes against humanity? It's yeah. crimes against, against America. America. It feels like yeah, it yeah. feels and like crimes against humanity right now. It does. Uh, yeah. I agree with you. Well, you know what? I, I'll tell you, Donnie, the reason I wrote the book was every day you open a newspaper, you turn on the radio, you know, you turn on the television, you read your feed on your phone, and you're like, what is going on? And every day you see the takedown of this country by the left. And so what I decided to do was put my thoughts in writing. And this is my eighth book, but Crimes Against America is without a doubt my most passionate book. This is the book where I say that everything about this country is being taken down by the left. Mm -hmm. And the left is doing everything from the border, from the invasion at the southern border, to taking our little kids in school and trying to indoctrinate them. And the book for me is a passionate right about this country. Look, I've been a prosecutor, judge, and DA for 30 years, over 30 years. I ran for office five times. I get it all. I've got this is my wheelhouse in terms of evidence. So I write the book as an indictment. It is an indictment of what the left has done, of the Biden administration, of the fact that what they are doing is they are literally taking down the Constitution step by step. And everything from our being a sovereign nation, and I start the book with this with this thought that we are no longer a sovereign nation. We are nothing more than a globalist landing spot with benefits. And anyone can come here, whether or not, you know, we know who they are, they can hide who they are, but they come here and they demand the cornucopia of benefits, education, medication, housing, and we're willing to do it. And in New York City, we'll throw our kids out of the gym at school and tell them, hey, take a hike. You want to play stickball in the street? Go right ahead. But we've yeah. got these illegal males and we want to put them in our schools. That's hogwash. That is not the America that I grew up in. That is not the America all of us expect. 
and the left every day is trying to take down the Declaration of Independence, take down the Constitution, trying to make sure that in this country, everything that you and I believe in, everything that your father believed in is taken down. And it is a Marxist socialist attempted takeover by the left. Yeah, because it's not just our Constitution. I mean, I, I don't think there was ever a time that we'd be sitting here arguing about, you know, men should be able to play women's sports and three-year-olds should be able to mutilate their genitalia to conform to, you know, what their purple-haired freak, uh, you know, teacher tells them is their gender of the moment. Uh, you know, these are no longer even issues that we used to deal with. I mean, again, I I'm from New York. I can be a lifelong conservative. You're from New York. I mean, you were a district, account district attorney in the area where Hillary Clinton lives. Like, we weren't always that far apart in that we wanted what's best for America. But now it seems the left is going so much further. Uh, every day we find more and more. You have, you know, in recent weeks, uh, you know, uh, the Durham report coming out. You find out that the FBI was spying on 250,000 Americans illegally. Just And there's not even there's barely a mention on the mainstream media. I mean, they, they don't even talk about it. It's like, these are major things. These are, you know, Watergate times a hundred and it's just crickets that, you know, well, as long as it's, as long as it's not conservatives doing it, when it's them doing it, we hear all about the cries to the threat to democracy and stuff like that. But when the left does it, there's a strange silence. Well, you know why? Because as you well know, and all of your viewers know, the, the left is complicit with the mainstream media. The effort is one where they protect each other, where one hand washes the other. And it was it was your dad, really, Donnie, who pulled back the veil and said to everybody, there's such a thing as fake news. This is fake news. And for the first time, we really saw that the left is literally in cahoots with the with the with uh, the mainstream media. The perfect example is the 2020 election when the FBI basically shut down free speech. And I'm talking about the First Amendment right of newspapers, of reporters, of social media, and all of us, when they said, look, the FBI goes to Twitter and 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 and, and uh, Facebook, and they said, we expect Russian disinformation coming in the form of a Hunter Biden laptop. And 51 so-called intelligence officers say, yeah, you know what? She's uh, uh, the, This thing is coming in, and we can't allow it to proliferate. We can't let anyone hear about it. Yet the New York Post is willing to, to publish it. They weren't worried that it was a lie. There's no defamation lawsuit. Everybody knew it was accurate. And it was how they took down the First Amendment in a way that you and I hadn't seen before. We knew that with political correctness, way back uh, in when Barack Obama was president, we knew that that's how they started chipping away at the First Amendment by saying, you can't say it this way. You have to say it this way. If you say it this way, you are a xenophobe. You are a racist. You will be canceled. You will lose your job. And therefore, you know, they started chipping away at it. But the First Amendment is not what it was. And every day the left tries to erase our history. We saw it during COVID when they took down the statutes, yeah. changed the names of schools, started hating presidents. And the First Amendment is only one of the disasters that they have created. And let me just talk for a minute about what's going on with immigration. You know, the surge at the border. If we said that before, we were racist, we were xenophobes. But what has happened is, as you well know, and I write about this in Crimes Against America, as you well know, the cartel is in charge of the border. 
It is very easy to distract the Border Patrol. And all this nonsense by the Republicans, some of them in the Senate, that, oh, yeah, you know, we're, we're taking care of you. No, you're not. You're not. Because in the omnibus bill last year, a half a billion dollars in reduction for Border Patrol. And yet we saw five million people come in about whom we know nothing, Donnie. Who's yeah. a pedophile, I want to know? Who beats their wife? Who's an identity thief? Who's an MS-13 gang member? Who is, who is a terrorist? Who is coming in and just throwing away their identity and saying, I want political asylum and I do anything against uh, immigrants. I'm an immigrant. You're an immigrant. Children of immigrants. But we cannot allow them in New York City to have males literally in the schools and telling our kids go play stickball in the streets while we put the illegals in schools. And you know what? The Danny Penny, the Marine who was just arrested and charged with manslaughter in the second degree. The guy that the homeless guy in the midst of a schizophrenic psychotic episode was on a list to be put in a hotel because he was in danger. He was in need. But we're not putting him in, the, in a hotel. We're going to put the illegals in hotels. That's how they're taking down America. Yeah. And it wasn't just, you know, putting they were displacing veterans now. So it wasn't just, you know, filling up you know, our school gyms with you know illegals. Uh, you know, we hear about all and I'm sure there's some. But we hear about all the sob stories. You know, it's women and children. I'm looking at the pictures. I'm like, I don't see oh, any women and children. I mean, I, I see, <laughs> you know, fighting age males. Uh, you know, you see all the videos, the overcrowding, the this. And I'm like, wow, that's a very specific demographic. And it is not what we are led to believe. But when they're kicking kids out of schools, taking over their gymnasiums, but throwing out veterans, people who've shed blood for our country, so we can house someone who's, you know, pretending to be, you know, looking for asylum. It's lunacy. And when does it stop? Well, you know, that that is the ultimate question. To what end and when does it stop? When is enough enough? It's never enough for them because Mayorkas, I mean, that guy's a fool. Uh, Kamala Harris is a perfect example of identity politics. The woman can't say anything that makes any sense without hysterically laughing at herself, literally at herself. Um, and so it's never enough. And five million people came in in the first two years of the Biden administration. I guarantee you 10 million would come in in the next two years with taking down of Title 42. And every day the Biden administration, and I write about this in Crimes Against America, the Biden administration went to court to try to lift uh, Title 42. They wanted to shut down businesses, shut down schools, but not the not the illegals entering into this country. And let's talk about schools for, for a minute. Why are our kids being indoctrinated? Why, by the way, do we have so many heads of corporations ideologically opposed to this constitution? I'll tell you why, because they've been indoctrinated, because they got into the schools when we knew nothing about it. So the silver lining to COVID is, we, we found out what they were teaching our kids. And so this indoctrination, this Marxism, this socialism that Bernie Sanders, when he ran in 2016, he said, I'm a Democrat socialist. And we all went, oh, no. Now, young people believe in socialism. That's not so bad. And then they kept our schools closed. There was never a metric where Randy Weingarten said, you know what? 
if this metric is met, we'll open the schools. But they were they were open in in Russia. The schools were open in China. They were learning chemistry and physics and algebra in those countries. While our kids are suffering alcohol abuse, suicide, depression, academically deprived. And in the first chapter of Crimes Against America, I talk about the fact that so many kids cannot read and write. They're graduating high school. They're not proficient in English or math. And then you get into uh, the the gender uh, uh, trans the, uh, the, the confusion. When I was a prosecutor, Donnie, if they showed a kid who was seven years old some of the books that they're showing them now, I would prosecute them for child pornography. They are literally showing kids how to perform sex on each other in grammar school. That is a crime, as far as I'm concerned. And so we've got to have charter schools. Uh, the Catholic schools were open, the Lutheran schools were open, and it's the inner city kids who are being robbed, who are forced to go into the public schools, where Randy Weingarten, she doesn't know where all the COVID money was spent, but I'll tell you where some of it's going, is going to the Democrats. And Randy Weingarten, why is she in Ukraine so much, Donnie? What is she doing in Ukraine? First time she says, oh, you were comparing the educational uh, institutions in Ukraine. Are you kidding me? They're all bombed. No one's going to school in Ukraine. Why are you there? And she was there two weeks ago. What are you doing there, Randy? What is it? What is so important for you to go to Ukraine? You tell me, Donnie. Well, listen, I, I don't know, but you know, there's there's a lot of country in Hollywood uh, you know, people that are going there for the obligatory uh, Zelensky selfie. I'm not sure what it's accomplishing, but you know, it, it, yeah, the, the whole thing is a little bit ridiculous and sort of reeks of yep. all the conspiracies that people are talking about, because in, in my opinion, that's yet the next one that'll be there. But I think the one good thing to come out of the school thing, and you're a hundred percent right that it was a disaster. Uh, you know, and it's not like we were overperforming in the education department as a country prior to that because of the failures of our public school system. I mean, we're a disaster while spending more per capita than every country in the world by a lot. I think we we're still like 28th yeah. or 29th coming, you know, distant yes. second to third world countries, minor details. But the one good thing that came from it was that with people at home, you know, I remember Randy Weingart, the teachers are afraid they don't want to teach in class. Okay. Well, they, they also don't want to do online because it's not convenient, meaning they wanted a, you know, a, a two year long vacation during COVID, but they also wanted 100% pay. The good thing that happened with online education, kids didn't learn anything, but parents finally got a glimpse what was actually being taught. So it, it was sort of the, the one of the world's great self-owns. You know, they were doing this stuff, no doubt, for years. This has been a subversive indoctrination of our children, probably for decades. I'm sure it's ramped up and accelerated yeah. as of late. But finally, parents started saying, what the fuck is going on here? Like, what, what does this have to do with our kids' education? And the answer is nothing. But at least... They finally exposed themselves. So again, I think it was one of the great self-owns of all time, but it shed a light to concerned parents that assumed their kids were actually learning something useful, but it turns out they were learning about the 9,476 apparent genders that no one can actually list or name. Well, I know that I can. And and the, the amazing part of it is that... Uh, when we heard about Black Lives Matter, not the movement, but the organization, uh, and so many uh, corporations contributing money to them, and then when we find out 
that with Patrice Collars and all those other people are buying houses in California, giving a million to her brother or sister, whomever, and refusing to pay taxes because it triggers her when she's got to pay taxes. Yes. Well, I mean, I got she, She's so impressed in her multi-million dollar mansion, she can't pay taxes. That's, right. uh, yeah. Yeah, she doesn't want to. But why didn't the corporations demand their money back when they realized so little of that money was going toward George Floyd focused um, uh, uh, groups for young kids in inner cities who learned, who, who who needed to learn more, where we could do more for for minorities. That money wasn't going there, but the corporations didn't want the money back, Donnie, because they were the ideologues that graduated from school and are now the heads of corporations. And so now we got Joe Biden, right? Joe Biden, this is my favorite part of Crimes Against America. Joe Biden is an organized criminal enterprise along with his whole family, okay? Joe Biden is a front man. Hunter Biden is the bag man. So Joe Biden wraps himself in the American flag and all the pride and prestige and glory of our flag. He goes into Romania and he talks about corruption and how bad it is. Meanwhile, his son Hunter's at the back door with a garbage can and uh, collecting millions of dollars from a... What else? A Romanian uh, uh, convicted guy of corruption. And then they go to Ukraine and Joe Biden has the audacity and the low intellect to admit that I told them in Ukraine, if they don't get the prosecutor off that company that my son was working for, uh, they're not going to get a billion dollars of American money. How dare you leverage our money? How dare you do that so that your family can profit? And so when this enterprise gets $10 million in one year when Joe's vice president, they can't put it in one account, Donnie. They have to put it in 10 accounts. The brother, the other brother, the ex-wife, the wife, the girlfriend, the former girlfriend, the brother's wife, who's now the lover. No, no, she's just the one in the video. are corrupt. And so you don't have to wonder why Joe Biden allows a spy craft to cross this, crisscross this country over our sensitive intercontinental ballistic missile sites. You don't have to wonder why Joe Biden is, is, is so into electric vehicles, all this climate change craziness. He's into it when we don't even have the excuse me, infrastructure to control it. Yeah. And so we can buy lithium batteries from China while they build the power plants to create the lithium batteries. Are we not breathing the same air in this world? I mean, does China have a wall where their air doesn't come over here? This is this is outrageous. And it's an attempt to take down America. And we've got a leader who is as corrupt as they come. Yeah, I, I have a feeling, Janine, that if it was me and my father, that we would not what? be getting the silent treatment on this one. We would not be getting the benefit of the doubt uh, on this one. And uh, there would be rightful outrage if there was that much smoke. I always say, you know, what do you think? You know my father for a long time. What do you think he would do to me if it was my laptop from hell, Janine? I'm, I'm curious to see your thoughts. Let me tell you something. I wouldn't want to be you if it was your <laughs> laptop from no, hell. Me and, neither. You know, and, and so many people have never had a chance to say to you, we feel so badly for what you went through, for what Eric goes through every day with Letitia James, you know, for the assault on, on your phone. Father, the, the man never had a moment's peace and he accomplished so much. And look, did 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 Putin go into Ukraine when when Donald Trump was president? No. Did Putin attack annex Crimea when Barack Obama was president? Absolutely. And, you know, if Biden had half a brain when they were lining up the tanks in Ukraine, 
we would have been there with the support. But now it's just forever money into Ukraine, into Ukraine. We protect their border when we don't protect our own border. And yeah. so, and, and it's law and order, and it's the total chaos and anarchy in this country. And you know I'm a prosecutor. It's in my blood. It's in my DNA. I ran an office. We did 40,000 cases a year. And the, these progressive DAs, so-called, I call them regressive, funded by George Soros, they don't believe in bail. Bail is enshrined in the Eighth Amendment of the Constitution. They believe in social justice. Donna, you tell me, what the hell is social justice? I don't know what it is, but all I know is that it means everybody gets out before the cop is done with the paperwork, the criminal is out reoffending again. This can no longer stand. America has as its first obligation protection of its citizens. It has the obligation to make sure that we're safe. And every day in big cities across this country, people are not safe. But they're run by Democrat mayors where the police have been defunded. The police have been told to stand down. There is no law and order. There's total anarchy. And yet you expect businesses to survive, house, uh, 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 the, the cost of housing to go up, your children to be safe. It's not going to happen. This is the America that they want. They want an infiltration. They want a total breakdown of all the rules and they want chaos. And that's what they're getting. That's why I wrote the book. You have to get the book. Okay. You can get it at judgejbook.com. So, <laughs> well, listen, you, you cover a lot in that. And I, I think you're right on, on all of it. And then they, you know, then you get the, well, the crime is at record lows. It's like, no, no, no. Just because you're not reporting on crime, just because you don't charge someone with something that a week ago was a crime, doesn't mean that there's no crime, guys. I mean, they're literally rewriting the laws to allow people to escape. And again, I think there's a selective prosecution, right? If you had a lunatic on yeah. a train and injured some people, they'd probably let him go and say, well, you know, there's trouble, but Daniel Penny steps up and you defend people who have literally were there that called him a hero for getting involved and yep. for being a good Samaritan. And you see them trying to systematically take him out because one day, folks, you, your loved ones are hope. either going to be in the situation to be a good Samaritan or to be a victim. And you better damn well hope that these DAs don't go, get what they want, that everyone just sits down, they're too afraid to act, and let you or your loved ones become a victim because there's literally no other explanation in my mind as to what they're trying to do. They're trying to neuter someone who would take on the evil that is out there. Well, you know what, as, as you say, uh, they're trying to neuter that. But what happened in this country? Think about the defunding of police, the delayed response to 911 calls. Uh, and this Daniel Penny case is an example of the vacuum where a mentally ill schizophrenic in the midst of a psychotic episode gets on a moving train in a car that is underground that is locked. OK, and he starts saying I don't care if I die. I don't care if I go to jail for the rest of my life. So, Donnie, listen, if you're a cop or if you're in the military or someone who's prosecuted like I have, that means one of two things. You're homicidal or you're suicidal. He then starts flailing and going after everybody on the train. And Daniel Penny takes a look and takes a risk. He becomes a good Samaritan. He makes a decision to help the people on the train because the police cannot be there. 
And, you know, AOC says, oh, we don't need more transit cops. Uh, you know, crime is down. Crime is down from what? There are 10 homicides on trains in the last couple of years. Thousands of robberies, thousands of grand larcenies, assaults, sexual assaults. And so you've got this guy who was a, a sergeant at the age of 23 in the Marines, and he takes Penny, uh, he takes Jordan Neely down. And I feel badly for him. I do. He was on the top 50 people in need of help in New York City, and no one took him in. Arrested 44 times. Every one of those times was an opportunity to get this guy the help he needed. Did he get it? But no, now the whole family is, this is yeah. terrible. Well, where the hell were you? when Jordan Neely needed help. This poor man knew his mother was murdered by his father and chopped up and put in a suitcase. I mean, he had problems, but no, he didn't get into a hotel. The illegals get into hotels. He didn't get the help he needed. Everybody else gets the help they need, but not someone like Jordan Neely. And it is a, th this this case has hit the, a psyche, has hit a chord in this country because people understand we are left to our own devices when the government is not giving us our protection, which is a first order of business. And I write about this in Crimes Against America. So in the book, was there a specific moment, you know, in the Biden presidency that that where you said, I've had enough, I, I'm actually got to write the book. I mean, I, I got to get out there and do it. Was there a specific instance of this presidency that inspired you to get writing and just to talk about the insanity? Because again, uh, there, there's so much of it. If it was a conservative presidency, we'd actually hear about it. And and yet we don't. Yeah. Well, you know, the, the truth is that the whole book is about me sitting down and saying I've had enough. Yeah. You know, this is my eighth book, Donnie. Three of them have been New York Times bestsellers. But this one is my most passionate book. Crimes Against America is my most passionate book because I've had it. You put together everything that's happened and you realize that it's one step after another, after another. And it's about the takedown of our republic. It's about the fact that life doesn't matter anymore. It's about the Ralph Northams in Virginia who says, you know what? I really think third term abortions are good. If the baby's born and born alive, you make it comfortable. And then you decide what, like, a, like the emperor in the Coliseum, whether the baby lives or dies. Outrageous. But the Joe Biden piece was more about Hunter and the laptop in 2020. That's when I said enough, because I'm a prosecutor. That laptop is a treasure trove of information for anyone who needs information on the uh, 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 to put together a criminal case. I would kill for that. There's evidence, emails, photographs, clear intent of what the uh, efforts were by them. And the fact that they were then able to get the mainstream media, Twitter, Facebook, and everyone else, and shut down you and me as we tried to communicate against it, shows that big tech is taking over. The, the mainstream media, the leftists, the Marxists, the Black Lives Matter, the organization, not the movement. And it tells you that... The, the, the country that we grew up in no longer exists. They are tearing us down. And if you know what? If you want to live in this country, as opposed to living in Brussels or some other globalist landing spot, we have to fight. And we can do it. People need to understand it's the local race. It's the local DA's race. I don't want to ever hear that anyone ever insurance lawyer to run for, for DA because they don't know what the hell they're doing. Yeah. Well, like so a few Republicans in Congress, they've tried sort of in introducing articles of impeachment. Do you think there's anything to that or is that just noise? Should we be focusing on other things? 
I don't know why they haven't. I don't know why Mayorkas hasn't been impeached. I don't know why Biden hasn't been impeached. That simple. Well, I know why Biden hasn't been impeached because that gives us Kamala Harris. So I'm not sure. Listen, <laughs> he does he deserve it? Yes. Uh, does it put us in a worse situation later on? Probably. So you know, let let just slow down there, Janine. Don't get too aggressive yeah. on me. We got to think these things through a little bit. Yeah, I know, and I thought it through. She's his insurance policy. I said it in my last book. But here's the thing. He's got to go. He's got to go. The man is an embarrassment. I know she's an embarrassment. But the, you know what? I think um, I think that Dr. Jill Biden, I mean, she's a teacher. Give me a break. Dr. Jill Biden, she is, she, is, she is literally complicit in elderly abuse. I mean, she's constantly walking that guy around. He should be sitting at his beach house as opposed to, you know, being led around and being told where he is and what he needs to say. And that his sister-in-law really isn't, uh, that his sister really isn't his wife. I mean, this is embarrassing. Let me ask you this, Donnie. And he, the guy can't handle a press conference. He comes out of meetings. The guy can't handle the stairs, Janine, in all fairness. Like the stairs, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, he gets but, lost on his stage. I mean, you know, you gave a four-minute speech. You're like, you walked out. Just go back the way you came. Like, it's not that hard, Joe. Like, it's it's not that hard. Well, you know, it, it, it's not only that. I mean, the, the guy falls going forward. And, as far, you know, this is a man who, like, he's got this smug, arrogant look like, I'm not going to answer your question. And, you know, he just is, he's frustrating for all of us. And when you realize what he's been doing and how he's been conning people, he came in in a Trojan horse. He was a moderate. And he had all of these leftists in that horse and they ran into the government and they're running the government. I mean, you look at what's running the government and you say to yourself, how does this guy actually communicate with world leaders if he can't come out of a meeting and handle the press after the meeting? Who handles the meetings with the world leaders? Yeah, the 80-year-old Irish Catholic really believes in all of these issues of transgenderism. You know, they're, they're the... Uh... Yeah, social issue of, of our time. Uh, it's <laughs> shocking. I, I believe that uh, for about a second, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, in the end, what we've got is we've got a situation here that's clear. You know, the left can talk all they want about, you know, the right, but we've got two, a dual system of justice. We've got an education system that's not working. We've got a mainstream media that is ideologically uh, and politically at, uh, combined and, 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 and married to the left. And we've got politicians who gaslight us and lie to us every day. You know, that whole thing about the uh, uh, they wanted the disinformation czar and all that misinformation stuff. And if you say something about COVID, well, then, you know, we're going to take away your medical license. Donnie, that doesn't happen in countries like this. It happens in third world countries. Yeah. And when you can go before a FISA court in a 2016 election, as James Comey did, to try to prevent your father from becoming president. And that 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 order, that warrant continues to be updated and uh, re-executed. You say to yourself, then where are we? We're nothing better than a third world country. And we are nothing better than, you know, a kangaroo country in a kangaroo court. If someone came to me and said they wanted a warrant and they lied to me in that warrant, and then they came up and had it re-upped, I would have their law license. I would have them held in contempt. But there's none of that anymore. That doesn't happen anymore. 
So we've got to do something about it, Donnie. And and the left's takedown of our republic is why we've got to step in and do something in 2024 and before then. And all of my arguments, all of the footnotes are in the book. You know, if you're having a fight with someone out there and they're giving you trouble, get the book because it'll tell you where it started, what the facts are. It's footnote heavy. That doesn't mean you have to read the footnotes. It only means it's there if you need the argument. Yeah, you could you could really back it up. So, you know, are, are there any Republicans out there that you'd you know, accuse of committing crimes against America? Yeah, yeah, Mitch McConnell. I got to tell you, Mitch McConnell in the last omnibus bill allowed for the reduction of a half a billion dollars for Border Patrol. How dare you do that? I get it. I get it that there are balancing issues. But at the same time, I say to myself, this is not the way it's supposed to work. How do you allow our Border Patrol to be cut in half and then make like you're, you're defending America, protecting America? And look, you know what? With respect to Kevin McCarthy, you know, I admire what happened before he was made speaker. There are people, you know, who drew a line in the sand and said, we have to fight for this country. We can't go along to get along. I don't want people coming into Congress, the Senate or the House, with medium income and then leaving as multimillionaires like Nancy Pelosi and the whole team of them who make money on stock trades. It's got to end. And, you know, we're never going to have uh, term limits. When I was DA, I loved my job. I had three terms and I, I could have been there till now. But I said, you know what? I've done it enough. I've done everything. I was an assistant DA for 15 years. I was a DA for three terms after that. And it's time for someone else. I mean, yeah. these people are too selfish. Diane Feinstein, what is she doing? Does she have any idea? Joe Biden doesn't know. A kid at the rope has to tell him. Listen, but we shouldn't hold a senator to a different level, you know, than than we hold the president of the United States between <laughs> no, but between John Fetterman, who's you know basically a vegetable, oh you have Diane Feinstein, who for years, like you know this, I know this, it's like the inner secret of D.C. Like everyone talks about it, no yep. one says anything in the press. Like literally everyone out there talks about how she's had dementia for a few years. She gets back, yep. she doesn't know that she literally was on record. I think saying like. She didn't even realize that I, she was gone for a few months. Like, wait a minute. Like, yeah. you didn't know that you were gone. And we're like, all is well. All is well. It's fine. You know, and if, to your point about yeah. Mitch McConnell, if he wanted to actually cut something, like cut the 10 or $20 million that we gave to Pakistan for like drag queen story hour. Like, that's money we yeah. could use back at home. Maybe we protect our border for a change rather than funding and, and outsourcing the woke ideology uh, bullshit to the rest of the world. Well, it's not only that. I mean, think about it. You mentioned it earlier, Donnie. You know, how about our veterans who come back with yeah. fewer limbs than they left with? Well, you know what? I I, I love Frank Silver, Tunnel to Towers, okay? And he's filling a vacuum that the government is not doing. People coming back from all of these wars, you know, they're depressed. They're suicidal, 20, 22 a day. Their families are left without anyone to pay a mortgage. And this isn't an advertisement for him, but it's about the vacuums in this country. It's about the fact the left doesn't care. It's about the fact that we, look, the cavalry isn't coming. Afghanistan, how dare Joe Biden? How dare you say when you had six months to prepare for this? Oh, it's Donald Trump's fault. And if you're American, we can't get you back. Then the Pineapple Express and veterans and wealthy Americans had to try to get Americans back because Joe Biden didn't care enough to get them back. 
This is unacceptable. This is not the country that we paid taxes for, we fought for, that I fought for. I, I'm a believer, Donnie. I believe in truth, justice, and the American way. I spent my life doing that. And these bozos are making fun of all of it and trying to tear it down. I won't let it happen. I will not be silenced. That's why I wrote Crimes Against American. I outline the crimes. I do the indictment. I do the organized criminal enterprise. I do the perjury for the lies. I do what happens to the kids in school and the obstruction of justice. I do all of that in the book in a very simple way so people can understand what has happened. This is a well-planned takeover. This isn't, you know, one or two crazy people. This is orchestrated and it's gotta be stopped. Well, you, you, you talked about sort of filling the vacuum. I mean, I think that's a little bit of why Donald Trump, you know, my father got into this, right? You've known him for a long time. You've, you've known our family time. for a long time. I mean, for those of you who didn't know- 40 notice, years. Janine's still calling me Donnie. Like basically the people that yes. call me Donnie have Donnie. known me for like 35 plus years. No one else has called Donnie. me Donnie. Um, yeah. But you know, there is that relationship, but you know, you're right. There was a void being filled by our elected officials. Trump was talking about this in the 80s. You know, then it was China taking advantage of us, or Japan taking advantage of us. Then it became China. We, we, it's a consistent message. And finally he said, hey, I've had enough. But him getting into that race, him actually being incredibly effective despite both sides, you know, the uni party actively working to subvert him, uh, to subvert the will of the people, whether it was through, you know, the, the rhinos in Congress not working with them, as well as the Democrats, whether it was the lies and the constant attacks from big tech and media, or whether it was literally the highest forms of American law enforcement with the FBI and DOJ, as we've learned and is evidenced in the Durham report, actively working yeah. together to subvert the will of the people and to subvert the sitting president of the United States. That all happened. And yet Durham can publish it, put it out there. And there's not even a suggestion that there should be a consequence or accountability yeah. or a prosecution. And yet, you know, I'd argue that all these people belong in jail. Well, there's no question. When Jim Comey lies before Congress, I mean, first of all, his job and his role was enormous. Jim Comey, and I knew him. He was a U.S. attorney when I was the DA. Our, our offices were, our buildings were right next to each other. You know, I knew him as a good guy. He's a, a smart guy. But when he stood up and made the case against Hillary Clinton and then concluded by saying no reasonable prosecutor would prosecute her, I said to myself, what happened to Jim? I mean, and then when I started researching, I found out, hey, this is the same guy who shut down the investigation of the Clinton Foundation. OK, the Clinton Foundation, which was nothing more than a pay to play. And the same with with Joe Biden and his family. And that's what they do. But God forbid you even look at somebody and they've got you indicted in a minute. But these people from the Durham report uh, on back, I mean, they've lied to Congress. How about Clapper? Do you spy on Americans? No. Well, not wittingly. Oh, give me a break. You know you did, and you do, and you continue to do it. And then the, the rest of them, the FBI, look, I worked with the FBI. I worked with a lot of men and women in the FBI over 32 years in law enforcement. They're a good organization, but it's got to change. Christopher Ray is a disaster. I knew it the first time he testified before Congress and he says, no, that's under investigation. We can't give Congress this. We can't give Congress that. And I'm saying to myself, yeah. you're wrong. You can. And now what we've got, 
No one was fired from the FBI. No one was punished in the FBI. You've got Strzok, McCabe, uh, and Comey, and Page, and the whole lot of them. And yet, you know, uh, Carter Page, they spied on this guy. But what, what happened to him? You know, what happened to your father? Nobody does anything. And then we find out from the Durham report, Hillary Clinton decided she needed to get those pesky reporters off her for that email scandal. So she tells Barack Obama and Joe Biden she's going to create a Russia collusion hoax. And she did it. And no one says anything. And now she's on television today saying, well, Joe Biden, age can be an issue. That woman's foaming at the mouth. She wants to run for president again. She is evil. And this is a problem. Yeah, and you see that, right? There, there's no consequence, there's no accountability, no retaliation against those people who lied before the American people who had the power to actually manipulate elections. I've heard a lot about election interference over the last seven years, and yet when they actually do it, as long as it's to benefit the left, it's fine. But we, in the last few weeks, we've seen literal attacks against whistleblowers at the FBI. Yeah. Uh, you know, yes. attacks against whistleblowers at the IRS. You know, these are not conservative institutions. And even the people there are coming out and saying, hey, wait a minute, like they, they're they removing me from the Hunter Biden thing because we're investigating the son of the president, the DOJ controlled by Merrick Garland, appointed by the president of the United States. Oh, no, 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 we're, we're taking you off. Like they have actual whistleblower. They, they seem to change the definition of whistleblower. Again, I, I remember Alexander Vindeman was beyond reproach, uh, oh, even yeah. if it was all a lie and even if the guy's a clown. Uh, but these guys, many of who served our country in the military as well, and then served for decades in the FBI and all of this stuff say, hey, there's a problem here. That problem is evidenced. And frankly, you know, this systematic issues have been coming out over the last few weeks. And there's clear retaliation. They're removed. They changed the definition of whistleblower so that the FBI can go after them, even yeah. though they're clearly whistleblowers. It's it's well, mind boggling yeah, you know, where we're at. And there was another whistleblower yesterday, uh, which stunned me because after after what we've seen in terms of how the whistleblowers are being handled, you know, how if, if it involves Hunter Biden, well, then we're going to move the FBI agent to another town. And as soon as he gets to another town, we're going to tell him you're on unpaid leave and we're suspending you. I mean, this is unbelievable. And the whistleblowers that are coming out, you know, they're not making any money doing this, they're doing nothing but hurting themselves. And so it is always against their own personal interests. But, you know, the truth is that when they do this kind of thing, they end up uh, putting themselves and their own families in jeopardy. And yet with George Santos, and I take no position with George Santos, but the FBI and the Department of Justice was able to indict him on 13 counts in a minute and a half. Hunter Biden has been investigated for almost six years. Anyone who's taken more than a million dollars and has to repay it, he took two and a half million and had to repay it, goes to jail. I know that for a fact. That's number one. Number two, they've been investigating him for 60 years. During our conversation here, Don, I could write an accusatory instrument that would cover lying on a pistol permit application that Hunter did, which gun that he ultimately got on that perjurious form ended up in a garbage can near a school where the secret service went to retrieve the gun i could file a charge against him right now and 
he was lobbying in foreign countries. We already know that he was lobbying in foreign countries. And what did Paul Manafort go to jail for? And be put, be put in solitary confinement for lobbying. So, I mean, you've got Hunter Biden on tax evasion. You've got him on uh, perjurious statements. You've got him on uh, foreign agent, Farah, not lobbying. And you also got him on money laundering and an organized criminal enterprise and a pay to play. George Santos, I take no position with respect to him. He's a congressman, 13 counts in a minute and a half. Hunter Biden, with everyone saying they should be indicting him, but they're stopping it. Six years later, nothing happens. Yeah. I am embarrassed for this country. I am embarrassed that that we are that Lady Justice has been demeaned like this and that our justice system is so whorish that if you're on the left, if you're paid, you get a freebie. That's not the way our system works in this country. And that's not the way I fought for years for this system. Mm -hmm. And they have destroyed it and they blapped at it. And the two systems of justice will continue to see it. Hillary Clinton... With all that she's done, nothing has ever happened to her. By the way, your father is charged in Manhattan by a Soros-funded DA with um, a taking a deduction as a legal expense. Hillary Clinton did the same thing, and it's worse because your father, allegedly, and I, I don't buy any of it, it was his own money he used for a uh, for a, a DNA, uh, for a uh, do not disclose agreement, right? Yeah. Hillary Clinton used campaign money and she divided the country. She didn't get indicted and she had no right to do that. And she she had this country we were at each other's throats. Donald Trump is a Putin puppet. He is a Russian asset. He's none of those things. The guy's a businessman and the country was never better off. So, yeah, we're all disappointed. And that's why I wrote the book. It is a it is my passion. It is all about facts. It's about how unfair things have become. And, you know, people in this country because they don't like it. They come to this country because it is the shining city on the hill that Ronald Reagan talked about. And the Democrats have done nothing since Barack Obama, who promised to make a transformational change in this country since Barack Obama took it down, and that he did. So before going into TV, again, you talked about being a judge, being a prosecutor, a district attorney. I mean, could you ever have envisioned we'd now see prosecutors and the legal system uh, just- Oh my God. Cratering in credibility, no. just misplaced priorities, lying, uh, weaponization, uh, and and how do you cover that in the book? How, you know, how did that happen? Again, I, I don't, I don't think it just magically happened in the last few years. I think it's been going on for quite some time. I just think it maybe took Donald Trump and or Trump derangement syndrome to bring out the full insanity uh, and the full totalitarian <laughs> nature of the radical left. Yeah, well, it really did. And could I ever have envisioned it? No. Because I was one of those people who, who you know, put a stake in the ground and said, no, what's right is right. And, you know, it, it, people, when I was DA, if you gave me money, I didn't care. I didn't want to know if you gave me money. If I had evidence against you, I would indict you. That's not how it works in Washington. It's a swamp. 
And you know what this Merrick Garland, the, 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 the attorney general, is a joke. He's an angry leftist. This guy had the audacity to call parents. And one parent it started with whose child was raped in a bathroom by someone of the opposite sex who that day identified as the same sex as the daughter went in and raped her. And that father was arrested at a school board meeting because he wanted answers on that. And then they send the, the molester to another school where he molested another kid. Look, this is this is not America. These people are freaks. These people are not people who believe in right and wrong. They don't believe in family. They believe the government owns your kids. And when they call parents domestic terrorists and they send you to the, the FBI to your door and they take down your plate number, they're intimidating people. COVID, they locked us down. And it was all about the totalitarian instinct of the left. They didn't have the right to lock us down. And people who fought it got arrested. People who fought it had their businesses destroyed. People's families were destroyed. And now we find out, you know, Fauci said two weeks ago, I never shut anything down. I never told anyone they had to shut down. Well, you piece of garbage. Really? You were just out there just surmising for yourself. And now he's made billions, this guy, working with pharmaceutical companies. And they took down doctors and tried to, to try to defeat them, take their licenses if they prescribe hydroxychloroquine. How dare you? In the countries that have malaria, where they use hydroxychloroquine, you know, they didn't have a lot of COVID, did they? But I'm not a doctor. What do I know? But in the end, it's about the totalitarian instinct of the left. It's about the Nancy Pelosi's who think, oh, I can get my hair done. Lori Lightfoot in Chicago said, I'm a public figure. I can have my hair done. Nobody can come out and protest. But if a Democrat wins in D.C., the mayor there can let them all, all celebrate a win. This is wrong. This is wrong. It's not what my kids. And you know what, Don? I'm calling you Don now, Don, Donnie. That's okay. Don, I don't, listen, I'm I don't mind. Like you, you've <laughs> earned, you've earned the right. You know, I, I can tell some good stories. I won't. I, I won't. But no, I can don't. Tell, don't. <laughs> I can tell don't. some good stories. But my mind just went left. Oh um, yeah, well, yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. the story yeah, is about you know, bandoliers of shot glasses and, uh, you know, I, I've seen uh, <laughs> the, the, some, some good stuff. So, you know, the, the spicy personality, yeah. folks, isn't just on TV and on the podcast. It, yeah. it exists. It's pervasive through it. But speaking yeah, of which, baby, how did you make that transition in, into television? Right. You go from you're the district attorney of Westchester County. You're you were a sitting judge. You, you did this stuff and you transitioned to TV. But you also then you know, succeeded really well there. What What is it about your style that made you such sort of important voice in the media that created that sort of the stardom around you? I mean, I've, I've been with you all over the place. I, I've seen it. You know, people yeah. gravitate towards it. Yeah, I don't know why. I think they gravitate, they gravitate toward crazy. But look, I was, as you said, I was 32 years. When I was six years old, I wanted to be a lawyer. I mean, I, I used to watch Perry Mason and I always thought Perry Perry Mason was great. And I'd be in the courtroom and it was the best when I was. But um, after I, I term limited myself after 32 years, I said enough. So I ran for attorney general against Andrew Cuomo and I lost. So the day I lost, some woman called and she said uh, they put her through it. And she said, uh, you know, my name is Hillary McLaughlin and we'd like to do a court show with you. And uh, I said, this is a joke, right? And the, the, she said, no, I'm the president of Telepictures, Warner Brothers. And I was like, do I need an agent? And she said, no, you got the show. 
So she said, we're kind of glad you lost. And from there, I had a syndicated show, which I won an Emmy for, Judge Pirro. And then uh, when I came to Fox, I was doing crime as my wheelhouse, Justice with Judge Janine. And then I realized, Don, that there was more crime going on in Washington, D.C. than there was in criminal courtrooms across this country. And that's when I realized I really focused on politics, although I ran for office five times in New York. I mean, I had to run for office to be a judge, the first female judge. You know, to be a DA, the first female DA, all this stuff I did. Um, but I didn't realize to get to this level in Washington, you literally, I mean, have to have a lot of problems uh, and oh, a lot of people. And so for me, it was part of my wheelhouse again that I incorporated into Fox. And I've been very fortunate that I've been here. I've been, I had my show Justice with Judge Janine for 11 years. Uh, and now I'm on the five. And it is an opportunity for me, Don, to talk about what is important to me and to try to tell America that we can't let this happen, that we can't let people take down our country. That they, We can't tell them what our history was. We know what it was. And we fought a civil war and we try to make ourselves better. We're not perfect. We're really not. But we had good days when uh, Donald Trump was the president. We had a good economy. Every metric was improved. More African-Americans and women and, and Asians were working than ever. Other countries respected us. None of that's happened now. And instead, we've got a disaster going on in America. So yeah, well, listen, that's I, why I, I wrote yeah. the book. Yeah, and I think it's why I wanted to publish the book. Because again, again, I think, you know, having that, done it myself, I think there's, you know, people want to water those things down. I think what, what people love about you is, you actually tell it like it is. You, you you don't pull any punches. That probably gets you into trouble, as it does me uh, at times. Yeah, but I does. think it's so important, especially when you look at that through the sort of the lens of, you know, how yeah. important 2024 is. You know, what do you see yeah. at stake in 24? What are going to be the deciding factors in that race? Well, I think that uh, in 2024, uh, a lot of people are very concerned about education. Parents have to come out and vote for their kids' education. I think people have to recognize law and order comes from the top. When you've got presidents demeaning police and demeaning uh, 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 law enforcement organizations, you've got anarchy. It's really that simple. And I think that the Republicans have to make sure that they get their message out and not just be the alternative, but have something positive to say. And I see that, you know, more and more people are jumping into the Republican race, and that's just fine. But in the end, we need that strong person. We need the individual who, in the end, doesn't care about what people think. I never cared. When I became a prosecutor, I was the first woman to try a murder case. They said to me, women can't try murder cases. They can't go for the jugular. I fought my way to the top. Nobody gave it to me. Nobody said, hey, we need a woman or we need, you know, someone with black hair or whatever it is. I fought and I scrapped to get to the top. And that's what we need. I don't want anything given to people, but I also don't want anything being taken away from people. And that is the right to be safe, the right to have your tax dollars matter, and the right to make sure that we can practice a religion where even the Supreme Court during COVID, Donnie, what they had was a cavalry church case. And the cavalry church went to court during COVID and they said, we don't want to be limited. The religion is being suppressed under this administration. And it was uh, obviously after uh, Donald Trump, it was during Joe Biden. And they said, you know what? 
you multiplex theaters, 18 theaters, you can all open up, you know, have at it. You want to open the casinos, go at it. You can have at it. But you, the Calvary Church, no more than 50 people at a time. We can't allow it. That's got to stop. We need freedom of speech, freedom of religion, freedom to have guns, many guns, long guns, uh, handguns. I don't want anyone telling me how many guns I can have. How many, uh, how many bullets I can have in my clip or my magazine. I don't need any of this nonsense. And I don't want schools to be reflecting anything other than reading, writing, and arithmetic. And we need to cut this crap. The, the school money needs to go with the kids. And when you get there, that's when we'll get America back. So the book- I think it, my it, book- it, it makes a strong case against everything that the Democrats are doing, everything that they stand for. I mean, do you think yep. Joe Biden can even get through another campaign cycle or is it some sort of Democrat psyop that they can flip in, you know, their chosen candidate? You know, how do you see 24 playing out for the, on the Dem side? Well, what I see is they're hiding Joe Biden again, whether they come up with a reason for it or not. Uh, hiding Biden has to be the rule. The man is incapable of coming out. Uh, I saw the press a couple of weeks ago being a little angry about Joe, uh, but they're never angry enough that the man doesn't give them answers. He doesn't he doesn't he doesn't he doesn't consider himself responsible, answerable. Uh, and if that's the case, a Republican is going to win. I truly believe that. And if that's the case, you know, let him do his thing. Let him run. And the fact that Robert Kennedy Jr. has 20 points right now tells you that, look, most Americans don't think Joe Biden should run. The man is incapable. He is incapable. It's time for him to move on. It's got nothing to do with age, Johnny. It's all about what's up here. He doesn't have it. And his wife can wheel him around and direct him around all she wants and aid and abet in this, in this elder abuse. But at the end of the day, you know, I think Americans realize we cannot have this any longer. When you look at the state of the country, you know, invasion at the border, the weaponized Justice Department, uh, a woke military, a corrupt oh. media establishment. How does how does a country recover from something like that? I mean, it feels like we are on that verge of just, you know, you know, past, you know, the point of no return. Uh, you know, yeah. we've crossed the Rubicon. I mean, is there a way that we can recover? I mean, our children are being indoctrinated, their minds poisoned with lies and bullshit coming from the left. How do we recover? And, you know, is there a point where it's just too late? Because if, if there is, it feels like we have to be close to it. Well, you know, I thought it was a positive thing uh, when Elon Musk bought Twitter. You know, and, you know, here's this guy, you know, this billionaire who's sending rockets in, into the sky. And he's saying that uh, I want free speech. This isn't this isn't the way it's supposed to be. I mean, you never know. And this is a guy who created the electric car. And when he created the electric car, my understanding is he gave he gave the plans away to another company because he was a good guy. You know, he didn't just want to hog it all to himself. But at the same time, he's someone who understood common sense, who understood the importance of freedom of speech. How do we get it back? We do get it back, Donnie. But if, if we don't do it soon, if we don't do it in the 2024 election, it's too late because there's a whole new generation of kids coming up. And I'm very worried about that. I'm very worried about from whence they come, from what they're used to. I'm worried about the Soros-funded prosecutors because they are training a whole new generation of prosecutors to be sensitive to the criminal and not the victim. They don't have that fight that I had. When I went into court, it was a fight. It was war. I was going to get you. If you committed a crime, you were going. 
You know, there's no plea bargaining. There's nothing other than you're going to be made accountable for what you do. I'm going to protect that 88-year-old woman. I'm going to protect that four-year-old child. You're not going to get away with it. There's none of that now. And that mentality is now in the biggest cities in the country. We can't get police back. How do we get police to come back when they know there's a there's a there's a, a, a target on their back? They know that they can be arrested, they can be jailed, their families can be targeted. Why do it? Why do it? They don't make enough money doing it. We've got to change that, and we've got to change the school boards. We've got to make sure that young uh, uh, parents know who's going on the school board. That matters. So all in all, what we've got to do is make sure that we are smart about who's running for office, that we're smart about what it is that we're doing and not just assume that everything's going to be okay and someone else is going to take uh, care of it because it's not happening. And the someone else's are the big mouths, but they're this much of the country. They're convincing the rest of the country that they've got this and the rest of the country is silent. And that's not the way it's supposed to be. And we're not going to succeed if there's if if we're silent, if the majority is silent. I don't want to hear about electric vehicles in in the in the desert in the middle of a war. What are we going to say? You know, the uh, the infrastructure's down today. Uh, they're coming at us, but you know, whatever. That's just baloney. I don't want to hear about climate change. I don't want to see another climate change pro climate change protesters, you know, uh, gluing themselves to another famous painting or a road or anything else. Do you see what they did in Italy? They beat the crap out of them because people were going to work, just picked them up and threw them on the side. You know, we are too. You know, we don't want to trigger anybody. We don't want to hurt anybody. We, you know, we've got got to have safety corners all this this is nonsense that's come up and our universities that they cost too much they make too much i don't want to pay or have a mechanic pay for a doctor or a lawyer's education that is so unfair but sure you get it out there and the government and the, and the people believe in it because they're saying hey i want the money why can't i get the money the illegal. Hey, I can get I can get into a hotel in New York. Oh yeah, City. no, I I can't blame them. In- We're no, creating no. the incentive systems that you know that that do that. But you know, so you you have this incredible law career. You have the incredible television career. What are the lessons that you learned, or the moments that stood out uh, at the time that shaped your views? Again, I mean, you're, you're from the People's Republic uh, of New York. I mean, it's not exactly a bastion of conservative thought, and yet you're sort of a very vocal, very outspoken conservative you know what what are the things that stood out to you to shape those views that gave you the platform to write a book you know obviously you know this aggressive uh i think it's all right but uh what what stands out to you you know one of the things i've learned in my life and uh you know i've worked since i was 13 years old i have working papers and i worked in a dairy and, uh, it, you know, I've always worked uh, and from the time I was 13 on. If you're not true to yourself, if you don't know what your moral core is, and if you're not genuine, if you try to convince people that you're someone that you're not, or try to say something that you're saying just to sell something, or, you know, because you think they'll like you more, you're going to lose. You're going to lose. If you're not passionate about it, if it doesn't come from your core, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't even think about it. Stay home. That's the one thing that I've learned. And I tell every kid, whether I'm speaking at a high school graduation, a a college, a law school, or, you know, to kids of friends, you know, this is your chance. Do your dance. 
I don't care where it is, if it's on a basketball court, if it's in a federal court, do the dance that you're most passionate about. Get up every day and love what you do because if you don't do it, it's a job. For me, being the DA, being a prosecutor, setting things straight, fighting on behalf of abused children, battered women. I started the first domestic violence unit in the country when no one was talking about battered women. And you know I'm no spring chicken, Donnie. I mean, the truth is I've been around a long time, but I, you know, I've got the scars to prove that I've been around a long time, especially in politics. But at the same time, I was passionate about things that mattered. I was passionate about the internet. And when it came out, I said, you know what? This is where the pedophiles are going next. And you know what they were called back then? NAMBWA, the North American Man-Boy Love Association. They were just about love. It wasn't about pedophilia, hogwash. And I yeah. fought for laws. And I fought for Congress. And I would go to the New York State Legislature. And I fought and I fought and I fought. And you know what? It mattered. And if you give up what you believe in or what you love or where the passion comes from, you know what? Stay home. Don't go out. That's all well, I can tell you. Uh, listen, I, I I love it, and I agree with you 100%. So, guys, the book is Crimes Against America by Judge Janine Pirro. Janine, you know, where can they find the book? Uh, at JudgeJ.com. J singular. J the letter. JudgeJBook.com. JudgeJBookSingular.com. So, um, and, and wherever books are sold, are but that's how you go direct and you avoid big tech, I guess, right? Yeah, you avoid big tech, you avoid Amazon, judgejbook.com. Um, and the book will come to you very quickly. And I'm happy to sign them. If you if you send them to you, Donnie, I'll sign them. If they send them, uh, if they request them through judgejbook.com, I will personally sign them, Donnie. So uh, let's do that. Okay we'll, okay, we'll make that happen on the website there. So the website's judgejbook.com. Dot com. We're going to get up the yep. uh, personalized signature option on there. Uh, Judge yep. Janine Pirro, uh, just a great American, a great voice, a great friend. Uh, keep doing what you're doing. Thanks so much for being here. And uh, I, I think our, our followers are going to like that one because, you know, uh, you, you can't fake the passion, obviously. No, you can't. And I thank you for what you do, Donnie, every day. And uh, I know that the next couple of years is going to be very interesting <laughs> and it's worth fighting for. You know what? It's worth fighting for. There are always patriots in history and America has been in worse shape. We had a civil war and we survived it. We will only survive this if we have patriots. And it's like mm -hmm. Abraham Lincoln said, if this country is to be destroyed, it will not be destroyed by a foreign power. No one will cross the ocean and destroy America. If America is to die, she will die by suicide. Abraham Lincoln, 1838, Lyceum speech. He was right. And I start the book with that quote. Awesome. So guys, check out the book, Crimes Against America. Uh, I think you're going to love it. And uh, Janine, thanks for everything. And Thank we're going to have to have you back on as some of these other uh, crimes against America keep developing. Yep. It's they amazing how many there are. There are, and the left will never stop their attempt to take down the Republic. God bless you. And thank you to your viewers and your listeners. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Okay, guys, thanks so much for checking that out. Go check out Judge Deneen's book. You'll really like it. Again, you know, when the left says build your own, we did just that. We created a publishing house to make sure people like Janine and Marjorie Taylor Greene and Carrie Lake, myself, Charlie Kirk, some of your favorite conservative uh, people 
uh, have the ability to publish and say what they want to say without being diluted and watered down by big tech. So check out judgejbook.com to do that. You can get it at the usual suspects as well, obviously, but you know, carving out big tech and Amazon and stuff like that, it's probably more up our alley. Uh, also make sure to like, share, subscribe, download the Rumble app so that we can push back against the insanity out there, that we can get this message out there. It's not gonna get out there without your help. I do my best, but you guys make it possible. So like, share, subscribe. I appreciate all you guys doing that. And also go check out our sponsors like Gold Co. by going to DonJuniorGold.com. Again, learn about it. You can learn everything you need to know about owning tangible physical gold, how that can hedge against inflation, and how that can hedge against the dollar devaluation we're seeing, against the stupidity of the decisions that are being made out there. Uh, you see the bank collapses, you see inflation, you see interest rates skyrocketing. Just learn more to protect yourself uh, and diversify your portfolio, go to donjuniorgold.com. Also, we want to talk about privacy. We understand what big tech is doing out there. And our newer sponsor is Secure Private Data. We understand that all of that stuff's under attack. Big tech hates you, is probably spying on you. We read the articles every day. Our government, they're certainly doing that. Secure, spelled S-E-K-U-R, is a privacy application offering secure private email, VPN, and instant messaging. Secure's technology allows you to communicate and go online privately without the fear of spying from big tech, your internet service provider, or your email provider and hackers. Secure has its own encryption, meaning your emails, chat, and web surfing are encrypted at the highest levels and protected by Swiss data laws. And Secure actually supports your values and isn't caving to the woke mob that controls all of big tech. So go to donjuniorsecure.com. Just spelled a little differently. So D-O-N-J-R-S-E-K-U-R.com, where you can get a 15% discount on any of their solutions for the next five years. Go to donjuniorsecur.com and take back your privacy. Guys, you're the best, and we'll see you soon.